Gambam for Thursday, Chaf Gimel Menachem Tav Shempei, the sixth parak of Hilchas Talmud Torah. So in the previous parak, we moved on from discussing about learning Torah. We moved on to the attitude, the treatment of those who are study who study Torah, who are, or are scholars of Torah. And from there, we continued. Um, so from there, we started discussing the relationship between a Talmud and his Rebbe specifically. And now we're moving on to discussing the. Uh, the treatment, the attitude towards those who study Torah in general without that special, uh, unique connection, personal connection. And that's the second and last mitzvah, these halachas, to honor those who learn, who know Torah, teach Torah, who know Torah. And the Rambam begins immediately, begins the parak immediately with this mitzvah. Halacha Aleph, call Tamit Hachamim, mitzvah lahadrei, ve'afapisha'ene rabbi. So, Right off the bat, the Rambam says, call every, not even if they're not your Rebbe, that's what we're going to discuss here, that we're moving on to the next topic, not the Rebbe, not the one who has a personal connection with you. So it's a mitzvah lahadrei, so the word hadrei is coming from the Pasuk he's about to quote, v'hadarta. You have to stand up uh, for the elderly, you have to respect the, the elderly. So that's, uh, that's the mitzvah. Now the Pasuk says, elderly. Pasuk doesn't actually say uh, what kind of zakim we're talking about. So we say zeshakana chachma comes from chazal. So the idea being that the word zakin is actually an etrikon. We're taking the word zakin and we're spelling it out zeshakana chachma. That it's although I mean you could read that into the understanding of zakin, but the point being that it has nothing to do with age according to this. No, not age related at all. It's anyone who's kind of chachma. Um, so already yesterday we said regarding the Talmud Chav or someone, if you have a rabbi, but he's not really your main rabbi, we already said then that you're not really chayv and much. You're only chayv to stand up for him and maybe to, to do kriya, to tear your clothing for someone like someone who's within your general close uh, circle of people. And that was still still a connection of a rav, just not your main rav. So here is even less, just the Talmud Chacham in general. So basically the one thing we're going to talk about really is standing up. That's the one big hidr, the one big way of showing respect is by standing up, and doesn't mention anything about Korea for a regular Tamil Chacham, I guess it has to be more of a personal connection, or someone who's extremely, extremely great, but any Tamil Chacham gets the, the one thing of uh, Amida of standing up. So, um, even though he didn't say anything about standing up, but he started to write it away, right off the bat, he says, oh, so when, from when do you have to stand up? So that's that's really what we're talking about from here to Allah uh, test. So uh what meaning yesterday we said that uh with your Rav, it's, it's you see him far away until he walks far away. What's the story with the regular Chacham? So the answer is Mishikrabimenub. So stand up only once he gets within four Amis of you, four cubits, and you continue standing just as long as it takes for him to pass, and once he passes, that that's it. So it's just a short up and down as he approaches and as he walks away. As opposed to the Rav, where it's just this long, you're standing there as long as you see him, basically. Now for the exceptions. This does not apply in the bathhouse or in the bathroom. And if for some reason there's more than one person in the bathroom, I don't know if we're talking about uh, the kind of rooms we have today where there are a bunch of stalls or literally in the bathroom, whatever it was like in those days. Takum vahadarta. So really, this is these are two words from two sentences. But for the sake of this drasha, we put them together and we uh, we take an element from the the kima and the hidra. We put it together. 
Kimashiyeshpahidr, so the standing up has to be give showing respect and uh it may it may not be respectful to really acknowledge someone in that kind of place at all. Certainly not to stand up. Standing up wouldn't uh, be showing any honor in that kind of context. And those who are involved will have a specific task, a specific job. It sounds like something a little more advanced, perhaps, not just anyone doing any job, but those who are involved in something important don't have to stand up uh, for a time of Chacham while they're busy. Shunemar, talking about Darta, those same two words, you put them together and we say, So, if you look there in the Gemara, what it actually says in the Gemara is that it's Mahidush, and the word Hidr itself, Rashi says, Hidr implies maybe being nice to someone, maybe giving them money. That's what the word Hidr would mean, just out of context. So that word, though, wouldn't imply Bittal Malacha, wouldn't imply that you're stopping to work. So Mahidr in Bittal Malacha, so Afkima in Bittal Malacha, so... So to standing, when you stand, when you stand, it shouldn't be uh, interrupting your work. And then it goes in reverse. Standing up alone, we just said it. It's not when you're interrupting your work. So standing already means that you're not losing any money. So then we learn back that Hidr, being nice in general, also doesn't involve losing any money. So that's how we know you don't actually have to give a Tamachacham any money, which is one of the assumptions of the Gemara. So the Lach Mishnah asks, where the Ramam says it here, Mahidrish Embachisarankis of Kimash Embachisarankis. What's the, how does that work? Why would we think that Hidr doesn't have Kisarankis? We would think that Hidr has, it was a whole back and forth. Hidr has no bit of malacha, and from Kimah we learn no Kisarankis. So, a bit of a question, and uh, the Swarm talk about it, but uh, that's what the Ramam said. So, we move on in Allah Bayes. While we're darshaning the Pasuk, so the Ramam mentions another drasha from this Pasuk that relates to these halachas as well. How do we know that you should, if you see a Chacham or you know the Chacham is arriving, you shouldn't close your eyes so you don't see him. So you don't have to stand up for him. The Pasuk continues and says you should fear God. And there's this general idea that anything that's sort of you know the truth, it always says you should fear God, meaning God knows the truth. So... Um, regarding closing the eyes, so the Bryce, the Kesem brings from the Bryce, it says, Yachl Yatsim Einov, and the Gemara asks, Atu Bereshi I mean, you know he's there, you're closing your eyes, you're pretending, well, who are you fooling? So the Gemara says, no, 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 Yatsim Einov, meaning Taka, before your Chai, let's say you only stand up within four Amas, so you see he's, less, he's more than four Amas away from you, you close your eyes, and then technically he never uh, really got into your four Amas as, mu- as, long, as much as you're aware, as far as you're aware, because you didn't see so that's what we're talking about. Even that, that's what we're saying, that we, we know the truth. So that's the Ramam also wrote, close his eyes in order not to see him, meaning he shouldn't be high. So, so Rashi mentions this a lot throughout the Torah, maybe every place where it says, Rashi always comments and says that uh, there's always uh, an element here where you could sort of pray, pretend you didn't mean, you didn't know, you didn't see, but Hashem knows. Like with Naiver, it says, you can say, I didn't mean to give him bad advice. How, do, how are we going to know what you really meant? Hashem knows. Now we're going to, uh, now we're going to talk about how the Chacham should treat, should respond to this kind of COVID. Uh, so it says, It doesn't mean that the Chacham should be uh, walking around, walking into people to see if they all stand up for him. It should be the opposite. He should try to avoid people. 
He should try to find the shortest route and try to maybe sneak past people, make sure people don't notice him. He shouldn't want to actually trouble anyone to actually stand up for him. So it's more of a thing in theory, but it's not. Uh, and as we're going to see, as of now, we're speaking about the street. We're going to, in Allah of Vav, in the middle of Vav, we're going to switch to talking about insider based medjish, which is uh, maybe different. It's, all these Allahs here are. are Sound like they're talking about outdoors. They're Bali Umanias. They're they're people that are doing work, etc. And the Ram says that the, the sages would even go out of the way in some kind of outside path where no one knows them. People don't know them. Obviously, won't happen them. They don't know them. People that do know them won't see them. That's how far you should go with not actually trying to get people to uh, stand up for you. That's the attitude of the Chacham. Just to point out something interesting, the Mepharshim point out that something interesting in the Minhagi Maharil. So Maharil was uh, at the end of the Rishayim and the end of the 1300s, the beginning of the 1400s. He was a rabbi in Magenza in Germany, and a lot of Minhagi Ashkenaz come from the Maharil. There's a lot of safer Minhagi Maharil. So nowadays, we're surely familiar, many shuls make a Mishabayrach after every Aliyah and Shabbos. Uh, not just a regular Mishabayrach, but a Mishabayrach, before Shinadav, to get a donation and get a special bracha. So it seems like the minik started in Ashkenaz on Yomim Tevim, and it wasn't for the person who got an aliyah, but actually they would go around the whole shul after uh, Kriya, and they would go to each person and say, what do you donate? And give a Mishabayrach. And, and the Godel, the person who was the, the head of the community, he did it. So this is what it says in the Hagim Ariel. The rule is that every second day of last day of Yom Tev, the Kriya is called Bechar. Um, and uh, that's when you uh, give uh, people Misha uh, Beirachs for their donations. So this is what Maharil used to do. So he took a small Chumash in his hand. And he would go around from person to person, which is which is doing the Misha Beirachs. But why is he holding the Chumash? So when he's making people stand up, it's also for the Chumash. That he's holding in his hands, not just that he's making people stand up by walking over to them, even though there was a reason why he's going around. And one of the Kisfiyad actually brings the whole Mishabarach, and it's pretty similar. Maybe it's the origin of the Mishabarach we say today. And he would uh, give every bar mitzvah boy a bracha, and goes on and describes the whole, uh, the whole scene. So in the Pirish Meiser Reikach on the Rambam by a Ramasud Chai Reikach who lived in, in Turkey and in uh, Libya in the 1700s. So he points out the Knesset Agdeil and Shulchan Aruch and these halachas connected to this Mariel. Mariel is in Hilchas Yamtev, presumably. Uh, so here in Hilchas uh, Kima, so the Knesset Agdeil connects this uh, Mariel and the Meiser Reikach responds and says, Mikomakim, so if you deliberately, if it's not uh, this scenario, if you want people to sign up for you, you think, okay, then I'm said I can't walk around and make people sign up for me. So you know what I'll do? I'll do what my did. I'll take a chumash and then I'll walk around and make everyone sign up for me. There's no, that's not, that would also be awesome. Awesome. There was a bracha there. He really was supposed to be going around and he still wanted it to be a chumash. Not that, uh, hmm? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So that's just an interesting thing connected to this halacha. 
now we're going to learn that it doesn't really matter if he's literally walking or not. So Reichim, if the Chacham is writing, it's like walking, doesn't, just like you stand up and someone walking, so it doesn't have to do with whether he's walking, it has to do with his presence. If he, if he comes into your uh, space, you stand up, you know, from Shtetlach, there are descriptions of sometimes a Banim or Tzadikim came in a wagon and people came and, and greeted them and took the horses away and carried the wagons. Even today, some Hashu comes in a car. So, regarding the uh, halacha today in general about standing up for a Tamachacha, maybe this is the, the time to mention it. So, I sent out a few pages here, but Kitzer from a sefer called Kima Vehidr. Someone wrote an entire monograph just on Kima Vehidr. Well, Chacham Zakein Aveim, Sefer Taira, includes everything. Came out in the last 10 years. And he has, uh, so he says, Some are Makel. Not to stand up their full height, meaning some would just go like this, um, which Ram is going to mention in Allah test in this very, very specific context, not for a regular standing up for a chacham, but there's a minute very commonly, if at all, just to stand up a little bit. He says, some say that that's wrong. He quotes some Yosef Aymet, which is a later collection of Ashkenazim and Hagim, and he says, you have to stand up full height, mm-hmm. and not those who just shake their uh, back, their, their behind a little bit. It's another mucker. And he says, some say that maybe we could, uh, he brings from the Samas Chaim, maybe Yisaf Chaim Zonenfeld said that uh, apparently today, Tamid HaChachamim, they're Meichel. We just assume that Tamid HaChachamim are Meichel. It's from Yashid that he also said that uh, apparently they're Meichel. And then you have some that say, though, that uh, even if technically, maybe, but you really should still do it. It's still the right thing to do. You have a number of Swarm that say that. And that's just talking about regatam chacham. Once it's mamish, you're you're, you're rav, then uh, or you're magadshir, you're rav in your town, then you, you probably shouldn't be mekel. And we have many more, uh, of course, pages and pages and footnotes about all these uh, halachas. Just interesting to note. All right, <clears throat> halacha hey, another thing relating to walking. This time, out walking together. Shleish show you mahalchen baderech. Three were walking on the road. So the, so the order is Arav Emtza, the most important. The Rav stands in the middle. Gadol Miyaminai, the greater person's on his right. The Katan Bismarli and the lesser person's on the left. Already pointed out yesterday that yesterday there was a law that said about not standing, not walking next to the Rav. Mm-hmm. Before I should talk about it, I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or someone said maybe, uh, maybe Dafka, if you stand on, if the, if the Rav is walking with one person, so you should really be standing on the left. So maybe what the Rav meant yesterday was that you're standing on the right of the Rav. But that's very good now. Um, <clears throat> so in Halacha Aleph, we mentioned already that uh, how long you have to stand. So now the Rav returns to that, how long you have to stand. And he adds that there are additional dinim for an av based and an alsi. So halacha vav haroya chachamayin emim b'fanim at shigilei la'arva amis. Even shavah yeshub. Same thing we said before. I believe you don't stand till he reaches your four amis, and then once he passes, you sit down. Now, what about the next level? Rav based in. You see the head of the based in, who is one level below the nasi. So now already you, you stand up as soon as you see him far away. And you have to wait, not until you don't see him anymore, but until he walks for Amis away from you. And the highest level is Rasa Nasi. You see the Nasi then. You stand when you see him far away. You don't sit down until he's far away again, or he sits down where he, where he wants to sit. 
והנאסי שמחר רק וידא, אם אתה נאסי אומר, מייכל מייכל וידא מייכל, אז אנחנו רואים שהמייכל יכול להיות, אנחנו יכולים לעשות את זה. אז היום אנחנו מנסים שכל מה שעשינו על הרב ותלמוד, זה ספציפית על הרב ותלמוד ולכן יש עוד אנשים עם אנשים פוזיציות that are not your Rav, we just weren't talking about that. So for example, the Dayan in your town, so we brought the Shuvah of the Rambam, where the Rambam is talking about uh, the Dayan, it's not the, the Rav, so why does he need permission from the Dayan to teach? But apparently the Dayan has his own authority, even if he's not your Rav. So that's what we're seeing here as well, that yesterday was about the Rav, today was about the Chacham, and then yet, with the Av Basin and the Nasi, they also have, uh, the Nasi certainly has the same halacha of standing up like you would for your own Rav, like Nasi is basically everyone's Rav. And uh, regarding Shemachal, so yesterday, I also mentioned yesterday already that uh, the Rav could be Meichel, the Nasi could be Meichel, but the Melech, the Din of the Melech, cannot be Meichel. This Halach is mentioned in the middle of a whole Sikh, in the Kutta Sikh, it's like you test Shaftam Aleph, where it explains the Lashon and the Ram, that the Melech is the Lev of, of Kla Yisrael. But for Nasi, the Rashi writes that Nasi is the Reish Adur. So why is the Melech described as the Lev, the heart, and why is the Nasi described as the Reish? Maybe it should be the opposite. Isn't the Melech more senior than the Nasi? A malach could be a nasi, but a nasi isn't necessarily a malach. It explains that when we speak about malach in this context, we mean literally just a malach. And the nasi is the nasiyas and hadron, he has the ruchani stick of things. And the time of the Beis HaMikdash, by Shani, we find that there were malachim and nasiyim at the same time, so the, 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 the role was split. And mentions, you see the difference, and a nasi could be meichel and his kavid, like we're saying here, but uh, the malach can't. Of course, unless the Malach himself is a Nasi, so then, <coughs> even though he's a Nasi, he can't be a Malach because he's a Malach. And then the Rebbe goes on to explain a whole Hezbo, what the Lev is, what the Reish is, and how Dafka, the Nasi, actually, even if he's not a Malach, the Nasi fits more the idea of Reish versus the Malach, Ayin Sham, just uh, interesting to note. Now, so that was one description of, of respecting the Nasi from one place in Chazal. Now that Amam is going to sort of start over almost, Kshanasi Nichnas, how do you stand up when the Nasi walks in? This is from a different source in Gemara. When the Nasi enters, everyone stands up. They don't sit until he says, sit down. So the Kassam Mishnah explains that what are the two Gemaras, and what are the, from there, that turned into two Rambams. The first halacha, like we said, is talking about the marketplace. Until now, we're talking about the marketplace. And the first part of halacha above, seeing the Nasi meant outside. Um, whereas now, this, this din is talking about the Beis HaMedrash. You're welcome to the Beis HaMedrash. And that also probably explains the contradiction because earlier in the, just now it said that you don't sit down until from Kaima, until the Nasi sits down. And here it said you don't sit down until the Nasi says Shvu. So apparently outside in the Shuk, the Nasi isn't telling people to sit down. He's just, he's doing his mind his own business. You see, he sat down, you also sit down. Here in the base Madish, the Nasi, he, he, he's running the show. So when he says sit down, then everyone sits down. Who's the next level? He walks in. So not everyone stands up. They make two rows of people. People on either side stand up. Until he sits, gets to his place. Everyone else is sitting. And um, now we move on. This is really one. It's really one hamshach, even though it's a new halacha lachazayim. But it's shanasi nechnas, abeis nechnas, chacham shenechnas, all in the same setting. So chacham shenechnas. So you don't have two rows standing all the way from beginning to end. Whoever he will, whoever's for Amos he walks into, they stand up. The people are standing and sitting, standing and sitting as he's walking. That's what you're seeing. People are standing and sitting. Until he sits down where he uh, belongs. 
continuing also from these sources in Chazal about that setting in the base Medrash with all these great people. So the sons, now in the Jerusha and the Torah, and you're in the Derish from Dal, he has a whole discussion. What's B'nei Chachamim and B'nei Tamidah Chachamim? Or is it B'nei Chachamim, Kama, Vitamidah Chachamim? So look, look in the Derisha if you want to. How, what's the, how, what does Halacha mean? How it works? That's the place to look. I'm just going to Taich, Bizman, Sharab, and Sirich Lahan. Even if they're not so senior, but for some reason they're they're necessary, they're needed. They have a, they have a role to play here. So they're walking in after everyone. If they would have come before, then there wouldn't be a question. But if they're coming in afterwards, like the Nasi and the Aves and the Chacham who walked in afterwards, and they're apparently that is deliberate. You, they, they do walk in after everyone. And everyone does stand up for them. I don't think here they should avoid having people stand up for them like before in the marketplace. So here, what about these uh, the next level who have some importance but not really enough? And they're, are showing up now. So the, the Gemara talks about how there's a problem to jump. Everyone's sitting on the ground. Now she says in, in Saita, it describes there that, um, someone said that I, one of the things I did was I was never presay al Rashi am Kaidash. So Rashi, Rashi explains over there that, uh, Tamidim are mostly sitting on the ground. Someone walking between them while they're sitting. When Nicholas Leishiv from Kaimah trying to get to his place, so Marachiv Tsiyesa Bakarach, he's taking these big steps around over people. And that's what Mifaseya means over there. Prisaya, Mifaseya, that he's taking big steps. Menidak Mifaseya, Arisha, looks like he's jumping over their heads. And at the side, that's not, that's not respectful. So either you have to come before or just stay outside, listen from outside. So that's what we're saying here, that if the Bnei Chachamim, people really should have been earlier, but if there's a need for them, then they could jump through. You don't have to be machmer and never do it if it's this kind of scenario. And as we're saying, there's no, nothing good about, you know, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're this kind of person, you should probably be uh, coming in before. And that's it. Like we said in Allah, similar to what we said in Allah Gimel, about a regular Chacham not uh, disturbing people. So even a Tamil Chacham in the base Madrash, he shouldn't... Uh, Shouldn't be making people, he shouldn't even, even be jumping over people. Now, if someone, in the, if they had to go out for need, what's the need? So, the bathroom. So, they can go back to their place, even though we just said, really, you shouldn't be, because you're already there before. You had to go out. So you, had, you have no choice. You had to leave. Now, the Kassim Mishnah points out in the Gemara, it says, that if you needed to go to the bathroom for, you know, so then you, you don't, uh, you don't come back. The Havel Mivdak Nafshe, because that's the kind of thing you should have gone and taken care of in advance. Then you can't control Gdalim, you should have taken care of in advance. But the Ram doesn't bring it. He says, the Ram doesn't bring it because Rava and the Gemara says, that now people are Shvacher, so sometimes apparently, I guess, they only realize they need to go later. So, looks like Rava went with Rava that we're not distinguishing between what the need for the bathroom is. And to conclude, so this is describing a scenario where they're mamish, they're 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 not the uh, chacham, they're not uh, they're just the children of the chacham. They're tagging along with their father. So and if they understand what's going on, they sit. With, they're sitting even if they're sitting in the front, but they sit. They turn towards their father. If they don't understand. They turn around, they face everyone. So there's some kind of concept where a chacham has his children, they're part of his, uh, part of the decor. 
Um, so the question is, which way they're facing? So if they're part of the, the, the crowd, they should be facing him. But if they're just part of uh, his decor, so there is such a concept in halacha that uh, the children of Arav, the children of someone important, might end up uh, also sitting in the front and facing everyone as if they're chashev, and it's all part of the father's chashivas. Now that we're talking about Beis Medrash, so now we're actually going to go back to the Talmud when it's Rav in the Beis Medrash. Chas, Talmud Shuyeshim, Mufnei Rabbi Talmud, if the Talmud is always sitting in front of his Rav in the base of Medrash, he should only stand up once in the morning and once in the evening. He shouldn't be getting more respect than Hashem. So Hashem, you say Kriya Shema twice a day, and then that's enough. So the whole concept of this COVID was not intended to cause someone to be going up and down, up and down, up and down the whole day. So if you're in a situation where that's going to be the result, so no, that's not the, that's not what we want, and it's disrespectful to Hashem and to, to, to give respect to a human being like that. So interesting, though, that it's mentioned here, or not in the halachas of the Talmud and Rav in the previous parak. although I think the halachas over there about standard was actually talking about the Shuk, wasn't talking about the base Medrash. Interesting. Now, about a Zakin in general, someone who's just elderly, Someone who's extremely elderly, even if he's not wise, you stand up for him as well. And if there's a chacham, but he's young, he stands up for the very elderly person. The elderly person is more is deserving of respect, even from the chacham who's young. But here's where the idea of not standing up fully comes from. He doesn't have to stand up fully, just to show some respect. The Kasaf Mishnah quotes from the Torah, the Torah, I guess, quotes the Nalam and says, I don't understand why he said that. It's the same drashot, it's the same pasuk. The Gemara says, just like a chacham, also a zaken. Where did the Nalam take that uh, from it? You know, it could be, he only meant talk of a chacham. Only the chacham really is deserving of his own covet. So he, so it's really a chacham and the zaken are really on the same level, but he shows him a little respect, so he goes like this, that's only the chacham. And anyone else, if they saw an actual zaken coming, they would have to stand up fully and not uh, just a little bit. It's just the chacham. That's what the Torah says. There's more discussions about this in Tzvarim. There's also discussions in Tzvarim. What about an old woman? There's a Isha's Kena. She also, is actually regarding even standing up for a chacham. What if there's a Isha chachama? So do you stand up for that? A lot of interesting discussions, just pointing it out. Says, even if he's a Gentile, you don't necessarily stand up for him, but you should show some respect with words. You give him a hand, literally, to help him walk. On some level, it's talking about any kind of aging. It doesn't define it, but there has to be something uh, above. Maybe it means above the, above the average. Uh, the average lifespan is this. He's beyond that. Or maybe someone, let's say that the lifespan is 70, maybe a 70 year old, still not a duck, maybe a 90 year old, 100, something that where it calls out wonder, wow, this is someone who's extremely elderly. That's what I would think. But look in the Svarim, I'm sure the Svarim talk about it. Um, <clears throat> so now we finished uh, talking about standing, and now we're going to move on to other and relating to the honor and respect for there's any sort of group uh, task where everyone has to build something or dig something are not uh, not it's going to make them look it's embarrassing for them to be uh, with their arms or knees deep in the mud or whatever along with uh, the simple folk that's another form of showing them respect. We don't collect money from them for the fees of building walls or gates or guards. 
don't need to be protected. The Torah protects them, so they're not. Uh, so they're literally not sharing the the cost, the burden of protection, because they they don't need protections. So why should they pay for something they don't need? And this is apparently something that the, the community itself is uh, is in charge of is spending on. That's some kind of gift for the king, not the usual taxes. Uh, and even taxes that they shouldn't be, be given. Whether it's on the city in general, whether it's on individuals. Uh, so the Gemara says that the word Yisnu is an, is an Aramaic and it means to learn because in Aramaic Tana Taninan means to learn. So Gam Yisnu, if everyone learns, if everyone's learning Taira, so then Ata Kabtsem, I'll collect everyone right now. Hashem says, love the Gula now. But if it's just if it's just ma'at if it's just ma'at that are learning, so then by then they should get a discount. They shouldn't have to pay the masa malchus, and they shouldn't have to pay the the tax. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, when they found the last number of years, when they found the uh, the records from Mezhebush, one of the only uh, documents that mentions the Balshemta from his lifetime. So the, I believe it says there that the Balshemta had a, an apartment from the community. They gave him an apartment. And he didn't have to pay taxes on it. That was part of uh, his special position in the community. And it seems like that was common back in different places uh, that uh, someone like that wouldn't have to pay it, the, the, the tax or some taxes because apparently the community itself, they were the intermediaries, even whatever obligations there were, whatever tax obligations there were, the community, they were able to negotiate and they could arrange that, okay, so-and-so, he's very chashev, he doesn't have to pay. Obviously today that's not, there's no, there's no community. There's some exemptions, but not pure income tax. It's still uh, okay, right? But if it's income, then it's uh, then it's not tax exempt, and there's no way for the community to intervene one way or the other. It's not in our hands. It's whatever the government uh, decides. Yeah. <coughs> and another way of showing respect is that the Tamil Chacham is selling stuff. We let him sell first, and we don't let others sell. Until he if he has a court case, a din, a din tayra, and he's waiting in line with a lot of bali din, he skips the line, let him sit down. The Kesem Mishnah says, really, uh, by din tayra, he's supposed to be standing. Why, is he, why are we sitting him down? So it says that, uh, no, there's an assay of Amdu Shnei Anashim, and there's an assay of Es Hashem Lekachatira, L'Rabbis Tamidah Chachamim, and the essay of Kavir Atayra trumps the essay of Amdu Shneanashim. Okay, now to finish off, the rest of the Rambam, the rest of the parak is about Nidui, about Bizri Tamid Chacham, and about Nidui. Oven Gadul Levazes Chacham, my listeners, it's a big sin to, to embarrass them, to hate them. They harbor Yerushalayim at Shabizam at Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim itself wasn't destroyed until they, they, they shamed Tamid Chacham. Shanam, in the end of the Rayyam, by Yiyum, Al Ibn Malachi, Al Ikim, Ubaizim, Dvarav, and Bitatim, Benavio. It's Mamish, the end of the Rayyam, at the end of Tanakh. And it says that Hashem sent Malachav, his messengers, because he had Rahmanas, and it says that they were disrespectful to Malachi that came to his messengers. And the continues, Ad Alois Hamas Hashem, until Hashem got so angry, and right away he starts up and says, Yal Malach Bavel, and it says the Khurban like in four second flat, and that's the end of uh Yamam. So literally it's literally saying that cause and effect. Who are they shaming? 
Boizim Dvarov means Boizim Melamri Dvarov. They were embarrassing those who taught it. Another source that uh, talks about the Klaus, the curses for those who are uh, not uh, disgusting, uh, Hashem's laws are disgusting to them. So, Malam de Chukaisa and Timasu. Again, it's talking about the people who are teaching those laws. Whoever does that, loses his portion of the world. Disgraced Hashem's word. We already mentioned this Pasuk in Paragimel for someone who uh, disregards learning Taira. And here we apply it also. It's Bechlau, it's also included as someone who's involved in the Tamaka. So besides losing a portion of the world to come, there are also immediate consequences. And Boedim should be zoh, feel a bit vada, if they're witnesses, that he did it even for just words, chayav nidoi, so it's a form of chayrem. And it's public, with basedim, v'kainsin oyus litra zoh v'chomakim. And everywhere in the world, give them a knas of a litra of zah. I didn't have a chance to look up the actual amount, but it's uh, 35 dinner. It should be a significant amount. You give it to the chacham. And if he does it, even after the chacham passes away, puts him in the they can undo it if he does tshuva. But if the chacham is still alive, then Basin doesn't have the right to undo it. Until he makes up with the chacham. And this, this whole topic of literal zav is actually pretty interesting. The, the Rambam essentially says that there are no knasas for Zman of Zav. Basin doesn't do knasas. The one knas he says is the literal zav. And he says elsewhere, I think in Chayv Lamazik, he says that we had it in Sfarat. Something like that. Like I, there's a story back in the day when I was in Spain. We actually, we did it for real. And there are a lot of interesting sources about it. The Marshal has a whole thing at length about how there are no tomato chachamim nowadays. That concept that many may have heard of. And he was saying it in this context. That's why we don't use the literature of Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention it at all. The Ramah explicitly says we don't do it. It's an interesting topic, though. So until we're talking about the base and acting on behalf of the Chacham's honor, but the Chacham himself can also put the guy in need. He says, "What he has to do is he says you're in need." To someone who just was uh, disrespectful to him, he doesn't need any type of Doesn't need any. Uh, Court proceedings. He just uh, he feels uh, you know he feels it was personal. He responds. And again, he has to make up with the chacham. And if the chacham die without making up with him, we can come and uh, undo it for him. The chacham doesn't want to. He doesn't have to. Maybe the basin maybe is more as obligated to. Maybe they can't pick or choose. But the chacham himself, he doesn't feel like it. Doesn't have to. You'd if the Rav did it, if he put the guy in Nidus, then all Tamidim also have to respect that Nidus and stay away from that guy. But if the Talmud did it for his own honor, the Rav who's higher than him doesn't have to respect that Nidus if he doesn't want to. But everyone else who's lower than the Talmud, they do have to respect him. Again, the Nasi says Nidu, then everyone has to respect it. If everyone else put him in Nidu, the Nasi doesn't have to respect him. If his own city put him in Nidu, then everyone else has to respect him. But if another city put him not his own city, then his own city doesn't have to respect it if they don't think it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's deserved. Yadalid. We're talking about someone specifically for this reason. But if it's for any of the other things which we're about to list, even if the smallest person put him in everyone has to respect it. Only the need for a chacham depends who and where. Until he does shuva, 
um, and and the and the matter thing. And now he goes to the holy. By the way, just as it's, as it's pretty famous, Yerushalayim mentions one place that uh, the the law, the government in Russia and other places they outlawed prayer about two hundred years ago or so. So that's basically why you really don't hear of it. Back then, two two hundred years ago, they did use it to some extent, but uh, nowadays he writes the copy based and based on sends a summons. They don't. Uh, there's no need to it because uh, it's already out of uh, fashion. And, uh, I don't know if this is a quite a need to it. might be other things, but we don't have time. We have 24 things to read in, in less than a minute. Above Asim Dorman Adnas, 24 things for need to be Nishma and Isha, man or woman, and Vaz is a Chacham of Ilach and Mayse, for disgracing a Chacham like we discussed in Tano Bez, and Vaz is a Chacham who is disrespectful to the messenger of Bez. And Gimla Kerlach already have someone who calls his friend, his fellow, a slave. Dalar Mazal with the Rechim to be a servant, and to the Chacham to be a servant, disrespectful for the Rabbanon, for sure, the Raisa. Hey, Misha Shachle based him, Kavali Zman, Valay Bas, someone who is someone based him and wasn't called out to the Rigus Mesh was talking about. Vav, Misha Kibba, all of us, Adim and Adnan, and someone who didn't accept the, the decision. We put him immediately, he pays. Zayim, Misha, Misha, Sadav, and Amazag, and Kalavrai, Slum, Ruum, and Adnan, and someone has something damaging to the community, a bad dog, a bad ladder. He's in need until he fixes it. You sell your property to a guy, he's going to cause damage to the neighbor until you promise to cover all the damages the neighbor might get from the guy. Test. court and makes him pay, which he shouldn't have paid. Someone who's disrespectful of the Chal, the second day of Yom Tov, even though it's just a minig. Someone who's doing the, the, the calendar outside of Eretz Yisrael, Someone who trips up, someone who doesn't know what's going on. Someone who stops everyone from doing a mitzvah. Someone who was selling treif. Someone who didn't check his knife. Someone who arouses himself. Someone who arouses himself. Someone who gives neither to someone who shouldn't have gotten neither.